All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Creating Madness. I'm Ethan. I'm with my co-host, Nick. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm good, bro. Just checking out this Oklahoma State game. It's a um, good matchup so far. I'm not going to see what Kate um, provides tonight. Same. All right. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Creating Madness 1. And also make sure you follow Unwrapped Sports. Thank you for the partnership. We love you guys. And also follow us on our personals. Yes, sir. All right. Today we are going to go over some big news with Keontae Johnson and also Michael B. Jordan. And we're going over some hot and slow starts for teams and players, our usual review and preview of games. And we're going to go dive into the start of conference play, and we're going to be going for a deep dive into Gonzaga and Baylor. All right, Nick, would you like to start off with the Keontae Johnson news? Um, obviously, for those, I'm pretty sure everybody who's listening knows pretty much. Um, Keontae Johnson had a very serious incident on Saturday. Saturday's game against Florida State. Um, I want to say like probably five minutes into the first half, you know, he collapsed on the floor. Then he was had to get out, go on a, on a stretcher and then be taken to the nearest hospital. It, it was just an unfortunate situation, just considering that Keontae Johnson was their best player. And then, you know, obviously, I mean, and obviously um, his his conditions were um, pretty unstable, but. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to see that, you know, he's in good – he's in good condition now, and um, I can't wait to see him on the basketball floor soon. Sam, look for Scotty Lewis to take up a bigger role this – like, while he's out. What's that? Look for Scotty Lewis to take up a bigger role. Facts. Also, but, yeah, I mean, Florida. Florida's not a bad team, honestly. I mean, I, I've seen a few games from them this year. I mean, they, they play pretty well when everything's going. But, um, but I mean, that 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 whole um Johnson incident, it, it really it really took a toll on the team mentally and physically. I mean, you you can just tell the rest of that game that you know that they were just not really into it, and you know, it was it, it was it was it was glaring that you know Keontae Johnson going out was like really on their mind. So. Like I said, it, it was just an unfortunate situation, but I mean, now I'm I'm just happy to hear good news about him because I mean he was put in a coma, and now and now now that he's in good now that he's in good condition now and he's with his family, that's all that that's all that matters. Yep, let's hope that we can see him back on the floor by the end of the season. Also, I'm not exactly sure what his condition's going to be. Also, I'm hoping. I'm 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 hoping I'm hoping real soon. Hopefully. Maybe within like another month or so, depending on like you know how he's able to recover in this due time. But hopefully, it's soon. Let's hope so. Also, Facts. big news for the HBCUs. Uh, Michael B. Jordan announces he's launching a HBCU college basketball showcase. They have so much like underrated talent there, so I'm actually really excited to see what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Uh, Throughout this summer, I mean, you you saw a lot of um, you saw a lot of prospects just like kind of declaring to go to HBCUs, and you know, it's just a wonderful sight to see because I mean, there's I mean, obviously there's talent all around, no matter like what division you're in, what your circumstances are, you know, what I'm saying there's just always talent. So I think for for like a big time icon like Michael B. Jordan to really like kind of fundraise this thing and really promote, you know, having HBCUs, putting them on the map, it's just it's just um, it's just marvelous from my perspective. And you know, hopefully, I, I think, I think, I think with this whole situation, uh, the world will will see like how much talent really comes out of HBCU. Yep. All right. Let's get into some hot and slow starts. Honestly, let's talk about San Diego State. After Malachi Flynn left, I was expecting them to like take the Mountain West, maybe a bit of competition. But goddamn, 
four and zero. Oh? They are doing very, very good so far. I'm honestly not surprised. I mean, they're. I mean, the the team is well coached. I mean, and we saw that last year when they when they were like on top of Mount West. And I mean, honestly, I mean. And honestly, I I know a lot of people had them winning it last year if the um if COVID didn't cancel the tournament. Even though I I kind of disagreed to that, but a lot of people did actually have them winning it over teams like Gonzaga and over um other teams, Florida State and all these other like good teams um across the nation. So yeah. am I am I am I surprised? I mean, maybe maybe just a little bit. I am surprised that they got off to like a really strong start four and zero. But I always knew like going into this year that that they would be a good team. Right. I love that opening one against UCLA because everyone was calling UCLA underrated, underrated. San Diego State just goes in there, beats them, and then everyone's starting to call UCLA the most overhyped team this year when they were only, what, 21, I believe? 22, something like that. I want to say 21, but I'm not not 100% sure. Yep. But, I mean – just look out for them throughout the rest of the year, because I, I, I mean, obviously they're gonna lose games in due time, but I just feel like they won't like lose any momentum, you know, going going into like throughout the rest of the year. I just think that you know what um, Coach Dutra has done with this program is just so marvelous, and I mean, and, and I mean, you could tell that like you know they they've carried that momentum from last year into this year, even with the loss of Malachi Flynn. So. I think I think as soon as the tournament comes around, I mean, well, well, that, that's that's what we'll like really see, like you know what they're really um, in for. Yeah, for sure. Another hot start that's been real, like <clears throat> this one's more of a player, Luca Garza. Luca Garza is insane, man. What and to be honest, to be completely honest with you, man, I mean, he's always been like a decent shooter, but this year, like, he just took that next level. He's shooting about sixty-five percent from three-point range. Like, that's just super crazy. Like, I don't know, I don't know who he worked with over the summer or during throughout the pandemic, but it's it's worked for him, man. He's shooting the lights out. I find it so funny. Like, how many points he averaged? Twenty-four points last year, um, thirty-two yeah. minutes. Yes, they haven't played great teams, but in twenty-five minutes, averaging. 29 points? That's insane for any player at any level. I know. And it's like, when you look at his numbers, it's like you look at him, he's like, okay, he's not really that that good of a three-point shooter because he just shot 35% last year. So just to, like, go from that to, like, over above, like, 30% higher than what he did the previous year, I mean, it's, it's just insane. And, I mean, Iowa's, I was I was a sleeper, man. I don't know if you realize it, but Iowa is a sleeper this year. I, I definitely didn't expect this start out of them. Uh, I'm not going to call them a sleeper. I expected them, Illinois, Gonzaga to be right up at the top. Illinois might have fallen off a little bit to my disappointment, but you know, last I definitely. Year, I, I mean, think Iowa's got it. I think Iowa can easily win it if they keep playing like this. Their entire team shooting. The fact that Garza has that kind of a three point shot. Exactly. But the thing is now is like, will he be able to keep it up throughout the rest of the year? Like, do you think that he'll be able to shoot like this throughout the rest of the season and even heading into the tournament? Because obviously, I mean, even as shooters, you know, say you you end up having cold stretches. So it's like, you know, it's it's all about how he continues to like just stay relevant, just like, you know, stay consistent with everything. But as good as a player, as good of as good of a player as he is, I mean, I mean, you you would expect him to do that. But it's, it's definitely like it's definitely been like a marvelous start for him. Yeah. 
Well, I got a cold one that's happening right now. Cade Cunningham over five zero points. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried about that, to be honest. I'm not too worried about it. I feel. I feel like you know, KK's that kind of guy. I mean, he, he's he's gonna find other ways to like you know be effective in the game, whether that's scoring, whether that's like you know finding the open man. I mean, he's he's gonna figure it out. And honestly, I mean, even though he started 0 for five, I, I'm not. I'm not expecting that to like you know slow him down. And I, and I mean, we'll see him start scoring as um as soon as like you know he he finds a rhythm. And as just as I said that, actually, he went and hit a contested layup. So good for him. <laughs> right. Speaking of cold people and cold teams, Duke at two and two. Duke, Duke, Duke. I, I don't know, man. To be honest, I'm a Duke fan. I mean, I, I mean, they're not my favorite team, but like, I like, I like the program that they've always had ever since I started like really covering college basketball. So you know, o- over the past few years, I mean, since since the loss of Zion and RJ, I mean, they they just kind of like been rather average team, even though they were pretty good last year with Trey Jones. But, I mean, I think the Jalen Johnson injury, injury is going to be really – is going to really affect them going, like, forward into this year, depending on how long he's out. Because, I mean, a, a, according, according to a few sources, that is that they say that he's out indefinitely. So, I don't know how long that's going to be. So, hopefully it's not long. But if, it, if he does miss, like, a significant amount of time, I think it's really going to hurt them. I'd say it's already hurting them even when he was playing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, their two losses were to top-tier teams in Michigan State and Illinois, but even – I don't know. I just hope that Duke can somehow stay ranked just for their prestige sake. I feel like Coach K will probably find a way, even with them, like, you know, even with um, Johnson being hurt, I just feel like, you know, Coach K will possibly find somebody that can step up. I don't know who it is. You never know, like, like what kind of talent – one of these players may um, perceive as the um, season goes on, but depending on how long the Johnson injury is, somebody's got to step up. So we may we may see someone just like you know come up big. Who knows? Yep. And then one last cold before we get into a hot for me at least. Kentucky. What the Kentucky hell is going on with them? The, the, they don't have an identity. They don't have an identity. Is I mean, and it is, and it's so crazy, man, because it's like you know, I, I didn't expect them to like really struggle like this, even after the last year when they lost like all the most, the majority of their guys to the draft. But I don't know, man. I mean, Boston, Boston's Boston's looked pretty good, even though I do expect more out of him. Um, what's his name, Terrence Burke? He's he's played all right, but it's it's just not enough. I mean, you just you I think he, I think Kentucky needs to find that enforcer, that anchor to the team that's really going to keep them together because I feel like if they don't have that, then it's going to be hard for them to get through these, these teams. Because, I mean, they're, they're losing to, like, a lot of teams that they could beat, you know what I'm saying, over, like, the past, like, few weeks. So right. Agreed. Uh, I just don't get it. Like, I understand a close loss, but, like, a 17-point loss to Georgia Tech. Exactly. I guess Georgia Tech's really underrated, but – they were down like 20, what, 20, 25, like early in the first half. It's terrible. Like, like their, it's... their highest scoring guy, uh, Isaiah Jackson, 12 mm-hmm. points. Like, Georgia Tech must be really good at defending. I mean, Georgia Tech is all right. I mean, they, they, they gave Florida State some um last night. I watched the game when um, Scotty Barnes played pretty well. But um, but I mean, I mean, even though Georgia Tech's not ranked, I mean, they, they still have a solid roster about them. It's just that, you know, I just don't think that they're. That good to where you know you can blow out a team like Kentucky, but 
Right. Hopefully, um, Coach Calipari can get something together because I mean, if if he don't if he don't find a way to make adjustments soon, then I mean, it might be too little too late where we don't see Kentucky make it far. Uh, I got one last hot Missouri. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You beat a line. I I'm not gonna complain about the refs. Whatever. I'm not gonna be like that. I only do that for football. But wow. They, they beat the hell. They beat the hell out of um. Well, well, who was it? North Carolina last week. I want to say that was them. I think it might have been, but let's see who was it. But I mean, even I mean, even just like a, um a few days ago, they beat um they beat Illinois, and I mean yeah. that was a pretty tough game. And um, I would assume it dropped like what 30, 3, 35 points or yeah, something like, like they, that. So. They beat Oral Roberts, whatever. They beat Oregon. They beat Wichita State. They beat Liberty. They beat Illinois. They yeah. beat uh, – yeah, they just beat four very capable teams in a row. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. This, this year's got a lot of solid teams. This year's got a lot of solid teams that, like, you know, you didn't expect, like Missouri, Iowa. Even, even though I did expect Iowa to be good, but I did not expect them to get – off to the start that they have gotten off to, like that's that's my whole thing with it. But I mean, kudos to them. I mean, obviously, obviously, I mean they 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 find something they found something and it's working for them so far. I mean, they're executing on, on both ends of the floor. I'm saying they're getting good quality shots. You know, what I'm saying they're really torching the defense. So, hey man, kudos to them. Oh, I forgot one more thing. How the hell is Houston this good this year? I don't even know. To be to be honest, I haven't even watched the Houston game this year, but I mean, I have highlights. Quentin so Grimes is insane. Like, where did he come from again? I think he was a transfer, right? I can't even remember, to be honest. Like I said, I, will, I would honestly have to do more film on him because I, I haven't watched the game at all this year. So, it, I mean, I mean, but, hey, for them to get off to the start that they oh, got yeah, off. He went to Kansas. That's where I remember his name from. Kansas, he came out of Kansas? Yeah, the Kansas transfer – is leading Houston. That's no insane. Wonder, wow, good way to show him you're the guy. That's the same. Oh my god, I love it. I love when transfers do good. <laughs> All right, let's go right into some conference play. Wait, like, what were some matchups from this past couple days that you really enjoyed? Honestly, I think the one that I really enjoyed just I mean, and, and I may sound biased just because I really like this kid a lot. It's probably Illinois against Duke last week, just because I just because I was able to watch the Sumu just like going to just going to tear. Even though, even though I mean, in all honesty, and um, Duke played pretty well defense on him as well. But you know, I, I just feel like you know he's he's really taking that extra step this year and really elevated his play to where you know he can overcome tough defenses and like you know really be able to like play at a high um play at a high level but but yeah I mean if I if I had to say like that like which one of my favorite games were like over like the last week then yeah that'll probably be it. Yeah. Uh in yeah. conference in conference wise for Illinois <laughs> last night we really just woke up and uh, my bad said, also by the way I didn't even realize what you said. <laughs> no you're fine. Uh yeah. Illinois woke up uh, my not Illinois Kofi woke up and said you know what Minnesota is kind of my least favorite state and scores a career-high 33 points. And that wasn't my favorite game. 
if we like also going off amazing performances, Ron Harper, uh, two days ago against Maryland, 27 points and five boards for assists. He's playing great. And then my favorite in-conference game, Marquette beating number eight Creighton, 89-84. I did not expect that at all. DJ Carton went off of 20 points against what is one of my, like, what would have been my pick from the Big East, if not Villanova, to win. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, Zagrowski I'm not mad at that. held for 4 to 4 13. Like, that was a surprise for me to watch. See, happen. I was actually watching that game, too. So, who's your top in the Big Ten? Like, top, like, three teams? Iowa, Michigan State, and Illinois. Okay, that's not a bad list. I think that Iowa and Illinois are really – in the one game we play each other, that game's going to determine the winner of the Big Ten regular season. I think Michigan State and us, I think we play them twice. I think we split the series, but it's going to be – Big Ten basketball is going to be great. I, don't I think I think I think my top three will probably be the same, but I I would I would have to go back and actually look and see like which teams are like you know really playing well and which teams are you know. Yeah. So what are we gonna get into next? Uh, just like reviewing other games or previewing up to you. What games do you think are gonna be exciting in the next week? I don't know. I, I would. I would definitely have to look at the um, the schedule to be honest. Because I mean, good right now, I'm looking at that Kansas Texas Tech game tomorrow. That's looking really nice. Because I mean, at this point, right now, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just really anticipating like, anything that comes on the TV at this point. Like, I don't think there's like any like particular game that like I'm looking at and I'm like, oh, like this is gonna be like a matchup. I mean, there may be some, but I haven't like actually like went in and like checked. So I would definitely have to like look into that. I I know I think this is Saturday I think Gonzaga and Iowa play. That's gonna be a good matchup. That's gonna be a good matchup. I I'm gonna say Gonzaga gets that one, but Iowa's gonna make it very competitive. I want to see what um, what Garza does against like a tough like defensive team like Gonzaga. So I mean it, I mean. It'll be an interesting game to watch. Along with the Louisville and Wisconsin game that same day, there are some actually really good ranked matchups coming up this weekend. You got North Carolina and Kentucky going at it also. So, oh, another lot. Two, two teams that just have not seen a find themselves. So, it, it, I mean, it, it, it'll still be an interesting one. Uh, I'll probably go with. I'll probably go to North Carolina. Same. What do you think? <laughs> Purdue, Notre Dame. Purdue against Notre Dame. Dame. That's tough. I'm going to go. I'll go Notre Dame. Who do you got? I also want to go Notre Dame. I just think you got, you got Notre Dame. They've been pretty solid, too. I don't, I don't, I don't think they've gotten a lot of like attention, though, over across the NCAA as far as like coverage. From like all the I don't media think there will until conference play gets like really into it. I think mid-December you're going to see Notre Dame ranked around yeah. like the 19th, 20th spot. Yeah, for sure. And then, like, there's just 
a lot of these games, they're just getting slowly into the conference. Like, I don't want to talk too much about Illinois, but Illinois Rutgers is going to be looking really nice. Marquette Xavier, that's going to be a hell of a game. I really need to, like, deep dive into uh, Marquette because, I mean, I, I honestly, I've only watched – well, I haven't actually watched the game, but I've I've watched like um, film from like one game, so I haven't been able to like watch them live. But I need I need to see if I can get into a real good deep dive into them. I mean, I got a Xavier sweatshirt, yeah, and I'm happy I got it like right before the season because Xavier looking really nice now. Really, I believe they are six and zero. So no, about seven and zero. They are doing very good. Yeah. Shoot, I mean, now as you mentioned it, there's a lot of games to look forward to. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely have my TV probably glued the entire day. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm I got my computer right here. I got an iPad. I got another iPad. I got my phone. Saturday's gonna be a really fun day. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I need to invest in two TVs in my living room, just or maybe even more, just so I can freaking watch every damn thing that's on the television because I can't even keep a hold because it's like whenever like I'm I'm the type of person where like I'll watch a game and then as soon as it goes to commercial. I'm gonna like try to flick to the next game, and as soon as yeah. I go, I'm gonna come back and forth, back and forth, like so. It gets kind of exhausting at some point. Yeah, I wish there was a red zone for college basketball. That'd be great. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. Like, there's Almost like a heated everything. moment or a guy's getting hot, they'll just show that game. Exactly. All right, that would definitely be fun. That would. NCAA got on that. Also, more news. Uh, did you hear that? Uh, the Supreme Court's going to hear the thing about the entire NCAA. I didn't. I, I actually no. I, I saw something about it, but I didn't read into it. What were they saying? Uh, I, like the Supreme Court might make it so that they have to recognize them as athletes, not just amateur athletes. They might be able to make money off their name. Oh well, hell. I, I mean, I, I've I've been saying that for a long time, and even um after um guys like Jalen Green and. Jonathan Kaminga and all these other guys decided to um, skip college and go to, to and go to the G League. I even said that, like the NCAA needs to possibly find a way to help these players make profit off of their name because I mean they're obviously more than just student athletes. Like you, you saw like two years ago how Zion Williamson was selling out like every single game, like you know no matter what it was. And then you know I'm I'm pretty exactly. sure he probably didn't see like any earning of that. So. I think it's a great move going forward. I, I really hope it goes through because I mean these these players work really hard to like you know to really put on a show. Yeah, especially like the four year guys. Like if I'm a four year starter, four year like role player, whatever. Like I want to exactly. see something. I if I'm dead. Dedicating four years. Of- you ready to move into our deep dive of Gonzaga and our deep dive of Baylor? Yeah, let's do it. All right, which team you want to go into first? Let's go into Gonzaga because I am very impressed with what I what I have seen. And um, for people who follow me on Twitter, you probably see my tweets about them over the last week. Hang on, I'm, I'm going to get into the stats real quick as soon as it comes up. Yeah. What is it, 220 okay. points? In total, five a lot more than eleven point per game scores, and then it's not even that games. though. It's like they have like, hang on, I'm trying to grab it. God damn it! It's like they have like six or seven guys that are shooting like over like forty six, forty seven percent. Like it's it's insane. Yeah, it's six guys shooting over forty eight percent. 
Yeah. 48 or more. Damn it. If I can just only complaint you could have about them would be the free throw shooting, but or the three point shooting. But it looks like Kispert has that locked down for them. Other than them, not seeing a lot of deep ball threats. They're definitely a big defensive and they're big. Them, they're but. very big defensively, and that's that. That's that's where they have the edge. I feel like they're the best defensive team in the entire country, hands down. And obviously, I mean, you can debate other teams, but I just don't feel like any other team has like that same chemistry and that same like you know IQ for the game as this team. And this this is why I personally see them winning it all, just because of like you know their willingness to play for one another and their willingness to like really like make sacrifices all as all as a team. Because I mean, th- there's a lot of talent on this roster. A lot of people don't realize it, but I mean, there there's there's guys on here that could probably average twenty plus a game playing for another school and be like you know and be the cornerstone be the cornerstone of the um of the school program. But, you know, they're here now, and, you know, and obviously, I mean, the way that they've sacrificed, it has resulted in winning. So, Gonzaga's a really good team, and honestly, I don't see them slowing down anytime going forward. Something I'm actually kind of surprised about, Jalen Suggs, I was expecting him to, like, want the ball, want points. He's, what, the fourth leading scorer on this team? Like, yeah, still 13 a game, shooting 56%. Remarkable. Like, that's a great freshman. Like, he's doing everything he can for this team. He's Definitely. not just being a ball hog. He's not being the, I'm the five-star freshman, get out of my way. He's actually taking his time and being, like, a good, solid player for this team. I love to That's see that. That's a prime example because, I mean, I, like, if you think about it, if Jalen Suggs was any other anywhere else, you know, at another program, I mean, you would probably consider him, like, what, a 18, 19-a-game score? Like, yeah. a, being a leading scorer for a team. So it's like, you know, just being able to understand, like, the situation that you're in and be able to make that sacrifice is like it, it just shows a lot of maturity from his side. It really does. It's crazy. Then, you said you have Gonzaga winning it all. I'm personally thinking Baylor. You think like, Baylor? Oh. Baylor is probably my second choice. They are, if Gonzaga doesn't, if Gonzaga does not get far, then yeah, I, I would I would definitely go Baylor. Baylor is remarkable. Baylor yeah. is just insane. There's I mean, honestly. They probably could have won it all last year. They probably could have. Probably could have. Yeah. Jared Butler is doing Jared Butler things. Jared Butler is insane. But I don't know. I mean, this Baylor team, you got five guys scoring ten or more. And then on the bench, you got Mayer and Cryer and Battelle. Like they're all doing stuff that you need off the bench. This is a deep team. Whereas you can, where you could say about Gonzaga that they don't have a like any scoring threats off the bench or not too many. Whereas you could say Baylor is one of the teams that, all right, start to get some foul trouble. All right, we're going to put in this guy, and then we'll be fine. There's not many teams in NCAA that can say that because they focus too much on their starting five and their curtain. Oh, man, I'm looking into the schedule now. Their their next ranked game is January 12th against West Virginia. So, so very interesting. Baylor's schedule or Gonzaga's? Baylor's. And then they play they play Kansas on the 18th, which is probably going to be a win for them. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is probably going to be the, the interesting one, even though even though they probably will win that one. But just watching Katie play against that tough, a tough-minded Baylor. team like that, them would be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm well, – yeah. like everyone I think will, would 
that's going to be an upset pick for like whoever Baylor plays, but I still think Baylor's going to come out on top against Oklahoma State. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, just 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 going back to like you know who wins it all. I mean, these I mean, these two teams are just like you know two of the most remarkable teams out in the um in the whole country. And obviously, it speaks for itself since um, Gonzaga's number one and Baylor's number two. So I don't know, man. I mean, hopefully, you think we'll see them play each other in the uh, tournament. I think that one of them is going to have to drop to like a three or a four seed in order to see that, play against each other. Yeah, that probably might be. Like one of these teams are going to have to have like one of their like. Well, when I say one of these teams, the other could probably deal with an injury. Like if Gonzaga had a bad injury for a guy out for a month, then I really don't think that we'd be seeing Gonzaga at that number one spot anymore. I think we'd be seeing them fall to maybe seven or eight, leading them to be a two seed. So I'm not even sure. But I really hope that we get to see this matchup. Is that would probably be the matchup of the year. For sure, for sure. Oh my God! Just, just imagine, just imagine like the intensity of that game. Like you know, what I'm saying like both teams just going hard at it. Like oh my God! Like I, I can only just imagine. All right, right now it's thirty-seven, thirty-two at the half. TCU leading against Oklahoma State. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think Oklahoma State can pull through in the second half? Well, obviously, by the by the time that this episode comes out, you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll know the final results. But I personally have Oklahoma State still winning this game. I do as well. But Cade Cunningham, piss poor shooting, one for nine from the field, zero for zero at the line, only four three free throws have been shot for Oklahoma State so far. Oh my bad, six. Very interesting. Cade Cunningham's not doing as well as you think, whereas TCU has, uh, <clears throat> I think, RJ Nempard, I think that's his name. 10 and yeah. 4, 10 points, 4 assists. Good for him. Like, he's putting on a show against Oklahoma State, putting on a show against Cade. I'm happy for him. Like, anytime you can see TCU or like a smaller Power Five school do good, that's always a great thing to see in college basketball. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to go back and um, check see what's going on. I just hope that Kay's not forced into issue in his first half and like really like forcing himself in a bad situation. So, I don't know. I mean, I think I think with a player like Cade, like you know, he'll he'll he'll, he'll understand that you know it's a it was a bad first half and you know he'll, he'll put it behind him and then come out and dominate in the second half. So, I have I have high hopes for the kid. I do too. I'm happy that I stayed with the program, even though like there was the announcement that they'd have the postseason ban. I think that got revoked, if I'm correct. I'm not 100% sure. I, I want to say yes, but I'm not 100% sure. Props to him, though, for keeping his commitment there. I know like if I were him, I would have probably just said, all right, yeah. I'm out. Well, I guess he saw something in him, like, you know, when he when he did, like, you know, his when he made his uh, decision that, you know, that I guess that stood out. Compared to like other teams that offer, because I mean, this this is a guy that I mean any anybody would like go out the, out the way to grab him, especially since you know he's a number one, well projected number one overall pick in this um in the twenty twenty one NBA draft. So, you know, right? Do you think he goes number one? I think so. I feel like you know, you, I mean, it's not only that he's a great player, but people want to come watch him play. Like you know, what I'm saying like he's just that one guy that that many people anticipate, you know, no matter who he's, who he's going up against, like you want to see him and see what he, what he wants to do. 
obviously, obviously he's not as big of like a superstar as Zion once was, like back a few years ago, or who or anybody else. But ev- everyone anticipates what Cade is gonna do anytime he goes out on the floor. So that's why I feel like you know he'll be he'll be number one. Let's see if you're right in a couple months. Or like actually not even a couple months, like a year almost. Like he's yeah. the draft probably not gonna weird. be to like probably August, September, October, who knows? It's so hey, you, never, you never you never know. We'll probably come back to this and um let's see if I'm right. And then as soon as I'm right, I'm gonna post this on Twitter. Yep. And then I believe that's our show. Yes, sir. That would be the end of episode two of Creating Madness. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to our podcast on any plat- available platform. Also, um, also before we leave, free Sharif Cooper. Definitely. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Peace.